What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the founder of HBCU Pulse and the host of Pulse Radio, letting you guys know that we are partnered with the Apollo documentary. They're doing a screening series for HBCUs, and we're so excited to work with them because, listen, they're the plug. They're trying to plug students into the entertainment industry and give students the knowledge to succeed. Save the date. March 26th through the 31st, we're doing a whole entire HBCU week where we're screening the Emmy Award winning documentary, the Apollo documentary, and then we're going to be talking with multiple people inside the entertainment industry that are going to make sure you have all the information to take over. You know how we do. We take over. But anyway, man, make sure you guys stay tuned. The 26th through the 31st is going down. Make sure to text Apollo to 478-221-7127 for more information. The shade room, see a news feed. We brag different. You're locked into HBCU Pulse, now trending worldwide. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the host of Pulse Radio, and I proudly say the founder of HBCU Pulse. We are here for a special Pulse Radio HBCU Pulse mashup because that's just what we do because you get <laughs> two brands within the same person. And I'm so excited to come to you today on Women's History Month to talk about my interview with the lovely, amazing, powerful Angie Wandu. Angie Wandu is the founder of The Shade Room. And when I tell you she shifts the culture, you I, like that's an understatement because everybody talks about The Shade Room. The Shade Room is like the most engaged platform on Instagram and literally shifts culture. The Shade Room is a part of black culture and it ain't never going away. So to be have the opportunity to talk to the woman that created this monster brand and get a chance to pick her brain was amazing because you see so many interviews with celebrities and they're so standard, your childhood, these, this boring thing about you. I'm like, let's get down to the business and let's get down to the story because I honestly feel as if I go through a lot of the same things Angie Wandu has gone through because I feel as if we're walking the same path because I'm so inspired by her. It's only two people that I really look up to in this media game and I want to model myself after. It's Tom Joyner and Angie Wandu. We can put Oprah in there too and Tyler Perry. I got a lot of inspirations. But if you want to narrow it down to two, Tom Joyner, Angie Wandu. Tom Joyner for the significance and the positivity and the love of HBCUs. And Angie Wandu for the cultural relevance and using social media as a jump starter for a broader movement and a broader company. You love to see it. So check out my interview with the founder of The Shade Room, Angie Wandu, as we wind down Women's History Month. My name is Angelica Wandu. You're listening to Pulse Radio featuring The Shade Room's Angie Wandu. They didn't come to get the news. They came to talk about the news. But for the culture exclusive. I'm good. How you doing? Instagram went, went trying to let us be great. <laughs> was playing today i was like uh uh-uh, but i was determined i really wanted to do the interview so thank you for thank everybody for i know they had some little shady ones in there i've seen them but <laughs> listen <laughs> we're gonna keep, we, we gonna keep it respectful because like first i just wanted to say this in general like, you inspire me so much like i'm telling you and it's really it's you and tom joiner like it's been that for really? you yes so i've interviewed tom joiner yet so you, you're the first person on the checklist all right so it's Thank you and Tom Joyner. That really is. Like, I really take that seriously. And, you know, that's why I hate getting on camera, but I'm like, no, I'll do it for you. Like, I I, th- I take that seriously. So thank you. 
you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So first and foremost, let's get just into the start of the shade room. So tell us just about the inception of how the shade room was created. You know what? The shade room was created at a time where I was unemployed and all my friends were in grad school. And I just remember feeling like a loser. You know what I mean? Um, and I didn't have a job, but I was working on this script that I knew wasn't going to make a lot of money. You know what I mean? Because, you know, scripts take years to make. So I had to figure something out. And I remember I was calling on my friends and I was like, yeah, you know, um, this is what happened in the media. Like, this is what happened to Chris Brown. This is what happened to so-and-so. Like, this is what's going on. And they would be so entertained. But at the same time, they're like, girl, I'm I'm in law school. I'm reading books right now. Like, do something with your life, you know? And plus, um, you know, I was headed, like, I didn't have any money, you know, coming in. So one of my friends suggested that I start a site. She was like, why don't you start a site so you can do this professionally, right? And she was just half, she was just joking. Um, and I took it seriously. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I sit up here and read these sites. Why don't I create my own site? And they say I'm good at it. So why don't I try it? For me, it was trying something. I had tried a business before that and it failed in six months. You know what I mean? So um, I was just trying another business. I didn't know how it was going to do. But I had something in me was like, this is going to be great, you know, because that's how I attacked anything I did. So because I thought it would be everything I did would be great. I tried this and I came at it with that energy and um, I started it and the rest was history <laughs> from there. Yeah. Like literally history, because like you shape just the fabric of every conversation i think that's the the part for me that you know really really just makes me go crazy about the shade room is that you literally like everybody for example i work at iheart i think i told you that when we talk privately literally yeah. iheart wouldn't be iheart without the shade room because wow. they got the head the headlines on the shade room and mm -hmm. you talk about the headlines on, on the shade room so i think just the way that the shade room shifts the culture is the thing that's the most endearing to me but I got to talk to you about this because because I have my, my, my business consultant in here, Jalen, Jalen McKee, Jay McKee and Co. And one thing we talked about was building the team. And in the interview you did with Complex Hustle, which I've listened to like 50 million times, I want to let you know that. <laughs> um, you talked about the aspect of having, you know, your team now. So how did you build your team? You know what? I think that when you are a small business that's starting from, you know, the ground up, you have to really be mindful of who you choose, who, who you make your first player. Right. And so um, a, a lot of times people are not trying to kind of assess a business and say, OK, well, what what position can I hire that can bring in more revenue? Because right now we're going to need that to keep the doors open, to keep running. So I would say for me, my when I thought about hiring, I was like, well, who who are the people who can help expand the company in a way where it could bring in more revenue so that we can continue to fund ourselves and keep going, right? So Because most businesses that fail within the first six months, they fail because they're not making any money, right? So you want to bring in somebody that can make money. So the first person that I brought in was, um, was a, a man named Brian Young at the time, and he came in to help me monetize the shade room, right? So from there, I hired, um, I don't remember, it was either Deborah or Jay Kelly, one of, the, one of them first, uh, you know what I mean? But I ended up hiring them. 
because I I first hired someone who was in sales who can make me more money. And then that would pay for me to be able to help fund. I had interns at the time. You can't do that no more. Uh, so be mindful of that uh, unless you give them like school credit or something. But it can help you fund wh whoever you're hiring next, right? So I, the next person I hired was a content person. I knew that the better my content was, the more followers I had, the bigger the audience, the more money I could charge for ads. It, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to be strategic about who you hire. And that helped me continue to build one step up, one step up, one block, one block up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so wasn't um, um the, the first person you hired, didn't he go to Morehouse? He did go to Morehouse. He used to work at, um he used to work at, uh, what, what was it, Sony? Sony. He was an intern at Sony. And I remember he came to me through the DMs just out of nowhere. And he was like, yo, I could, I could help you. I could help your business. And he came on and he was good for what he was good for, for the period of time that he was there. And he, he did, I will always credit him for that. He helped the business, um, make money to be able to hire people. So. Now, see, here's one thing we, we we know, Angie. Listen, HBCU students know how to make money now. We know how to make some money now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then Morehouse, like you can see, he has to make money to pay money to Morehouse. That's a lot of tuition. Telling yeah, you like yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was charging $75 an ad when I first started to learn how to make money off the shade room. Um, and, you know, and they paid my rent for the month, it was which was $9.50. Okay, mm -hmm. and I needed that rent bad, you know what I mean? So uh, but but when he came on, he had more strategy to it, and he was able to triple quadruple that see that's how that's what a team does for you you hire good people on your team your business is gonna explode you know what i mean so that that's 100 and so i want to ask you about this because i think that this is an important topic because i know this is what i'm navigating through so like the business of mental health throughout your business because you have the power to literally shape the culture and I feel it just like you, I heard in the Complex Hustle interview, because that's the interview that I really listened to, to just really what I was going to ask, is, you know, you talk about that level of just mental health and there's feeling like, you know, hey, I'm not really made it yet. I'm still in that process of the journey. So how's your mental health been during the rise of the shade room? Woo! First of all, I'm going to keep it all the way 100. The beginning years of the shade room were some of the most successful high points and some of the lowest dark points I've ever experienced in my life. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I mean, where do you want me to start? You want me to start from the personal, from social family? You want me to go to business, snakes in the grass? What you want me to do? Because Oh, wait, let's start with snakes in the grass. Let's, talk, let's start with that. What's going on with the snakes in the grass? Okay, so here's the situation, right? When you have a... when you know, well, let me just start from the beginning, right? So the Shade Room, you know, very quickly it began to rise and it began to experience a lot of success, right? But, you know, a lot of people think that, like, and personally for me, I thought money, I didn't believe people when they said money didn't make you happy. Because when I when I was broke, the only things that were making me unhappy at that time was my brokenness, okay? It was my situation of where it was the money that I, you know what I mean? It was everything, just bills stacking up, all that, right? So in my mind, I'm thinking money is definitely gonna make me happy because that's the only thing making me unhappy, what you mean, you know? When I got, when, when the shade room began to grow, let me tell you, money does not make you happy at all. It makes you comfortable. Mm. It does not make you happy 
And it does not solve any problems. In fact, it amplifies whatever problems you have. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So if you're a person who deals with depression, money is not going to take away the depression. In fact, it may add more depression because of how much you have to deal with now that you got it and now that you're building a business, right? right. So, you know, you have to learn how to hire people. You, you have to get burned because everybody will. You have to learn how to fire people, which is going to be heartbreaking in the beginning when you come up with people that you really love. You know what I mean? You have a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. I just wanted to get a side hustle. And then I stepped into having one of the biggest platforms, (laughs) you know, on the internet. So it's like, oh, the responsibility you didn't sign up for necessarily, but now you have to evolve and become that person. I was 23 when I started the shade room. So I was a baby, you know what I'm saying? And so I had to become a boss, all of this, you know, on the spot. It was like I was building a plane in the air. So in the beginning we got deleted, I thought my life was over. I thought it was the end. I mean, there's been about five times I thought it was over for me. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Building the shade room. But the mental health, this is the problem. Business goes up and down like this. That's just the nature of business. You will never, I mean, the shade room, every year we grow significantly, but there's, again, there's ups and downs. I told you we were deleted twice. You know what I mean? Like there were times when I thought it was over and the mental health suffers if you allow yourself to go on that ride with business. If you allow yourself to ride that up and down ride, you're going to be an up and down person every day. Every You're happy until you get a low month of sales. You're happy until, you know, <laughs> I don't know, you don't grow any customer, new customers. You're happy until somebody tells you your business is BS and you're a horrible entrepreneur. You get what I'm saying? You have to kind of disconnect yourself from the outcome of your business, but also put that that work in and that hard work and see the vision for it too. I don't know how to do that. Like, it, I think that's the hardest part for me because like for me, and it's so interesting you said that you were 23 when you started it. Like when I started Pulse, I was a junior at Fort Valley. And mm-hmm. you know, the big thing was that everything I did was Pulse. Everything that I even do now is Pulse. So, like, when things happen with members of my team or even just in general, I take that personally. But I've been told by a lot of people around me is that you can't do that. So, like, how do you separate the business from the person? Well, if you're a kind-hearted person or if you're a person that loves people, and me, I'm loyal to the bone to people if I love you. You know what I mean? If if I cut you off, it's like I had to. You know what I mean? But um, I'm loyal to the bone to people that I love. So, so you take it personally sometimes because – you connect your identity to the business. So them leaving, you're like, oh, that must mean that they don't believe in this vision enough. Or, oh, you know, am I going to be successful without this person? You get what I'm saying? Those were the thoughts I began to think. Can I be successful without this person? Those are feelings of insecurity because you've attached yourself to your business. You get what I'm saying? But you are, you are, no business has has the same people. And if you do have the same people, your business is not growing. You get what I'm saying? This actually is a necessary, important part of business to let people go at certain points and to bring people in at certain points. Different seasons for different people. And that's the same thing with business. You know what I mean? You probably ain't got all your same friends from preschool. You ain't got all your same friends from kindergarten. And if you do, there's something real wrong about that. You know what I mean? Uh, like you, could, you may have one or two, but if all of them, something ain't right. We know what happens with, you know what I mean? So for me, I feel like um, you have to detach yourself and then think of yourself in your position. What if you were working for a company and you had big dreams? 
Yeah. Right. You can't be selfish. Because I, I used to be selfish. I used to be like, nah, you know, I want your dreams to be my dreams. No, 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 no. These people have dreams. And if, they, if their dream takes them over there, wish them well. But you got to have the confidence to know that you got what it takes. This is your vision, your calling, your anointing, your blessing, your creativity, your hard work. You got what it takes to, to take it to the end. And there's people who would love to work for you. You know what I'm saying? So you just have to keep that mindset um, moving forward with business. Listen, you speaking to me right now. I'm, I'm saying like, like and, and the promotion I was going to do leading up in the interview, we're doing a promotion was Jordan and Kobe. Like, I'm Kobe, you Jordan, I swear. <laughs> That's what's really going on. Like, I'm really sorry. Because I, I need this, honestly. Like, because, like, you know, just the aspect of, you know, even just doing the business and then still working, you know, um, and then like thinking like, dang, like I'm working, but I'm, I, I got featured on the shade room. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then not only were, were we featured, I got a flex. We, we were the first video on that Zeta post. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, like, so we're doing something right here. But then I clock in, you know, and it's, and it's like with the journey, like, you know, like mentally is like, dang, like, am I really doing the right thing? But I, I think that, you know, what, what you're saying is that you have to separate the business from the person and realize that the business might be growing, but as the person, the person needs money. This person got, got to pay student loans back. So that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. another, this, this Joe Biden can't say that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but speaking of President Joe Biden, you, mm-hmm. you've had him on, on the shade room. You had Barack, President Barack Obama on the shade room, Vice President Kamala Harris, Howard Grad. And, you know, the thing that really is just so crazy to me is just the impact, the cultural impact of the shade. I cannot say that enough. So first, I want to just break that down. So how does that feel? Because you like literally, I, I want to break it down again, is that when I turn on the radio, I, I work at I, I listen to The Breakfast Club. I listen to Ricky Smiley. They're saying on the shade room, they said, on the shade room, it said, like, you're now a source. Like, when I was at Fort State University, my HBCU, mm-hmm. there were students that were using, my source is the shade room. And it was a discussion. Uh, the discussion uh, is, is the shade room a source? And we argue, yes, it is. If it's verified, it's a source. Because that's new ways journalism. So now we're, we're discussing the shade room in college classes. So yeah. first, with the mindset of just that influence, like, how does that feel? It doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real, but it does feel scary. I'm going to be real with you. It feels scary because it's like, you know, it's like, wow, if we can influence on this level, it makes you, you know, daily, I think about how am I influencing? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, we we have the influential power, but I want to make sure that, you know, obviously it's a, I'm constantly weighing in my mind, well, what is the impact? of this all right and obviously some people can't you can't see the full impact unless you're really seeing it from my end and then the public's end right but we we you know so that's why everything we do like this year we're rolling out a a big program called the tsr dime program where we're going to be you know investing in a lot of businesses and black businesses and just doing a lot of great things in the community but i will say it's if you know what it feels like this is gonna sound bad because it feels really good. It feels really good, but then it also feels like you're driving a big truck, a Mack truck with a whole bunch of cargo, like, mm. and you're driving it and you blindfold it and you got your hand on the wheel and you just like, ooh, I hope I don't crash. That's what it feels like. I'm gonna be honest with you, that's what it feels like. <laughs> um, that's a that's a great analogy. And so 
I want and so I and listen, I got to show off real quick. So I got my board over here and I've been waiting on this interview all February. So I had my co-host of a Pulse Radio Shelby do a drop and hopefully you're able to hear it because this sort of segues into the question that I want to ask next. So this is, the, this is the drop we made. My name is Angelica Wandu. You're listening to Pulse Radio featuring the Shade Rooms, Angie Wandu. They didn't come to get the news. They came to talk about the news. But for the culture exclusive. So you said in, in, in that complex social interview, they didn't come to get news. They came to talk about the news. And I was trying to find, okay, so I want to make this show professional. I got to step. It's Angie Wandu. I got to step. So I'm like, so what do I use in this drop? And I'm listening to the Complex Hustle interview, you said that, and I'm like, that's so deep because in that Complex Hustle interview, you also talked about the aspect of like those first couple posts and how people were going to go in the comment. They were searching for you. Like with someone, Chris Brown, you had your roommates that's searching for the information when you don't have to do, have to do it. So mm-hmm. you're not really curating the news in that sense. You still, you do curate news, but the big thing is the overall discussion. Yes. So I thought that that, that was interesting because we talk about the aspect of traditional media, how traditional media often has silenced black voices and also has not allowed the, the whole story to be, be told often. And social media has been a villain in that sense and also a hero. So what do you think your place is with the, at the Shade Room? What do you think your place is in the media and overall conversation in America? You know what? So my place is to give the black black culture and black people a platform right? To have a, a, a more complete representation. So, you know, so at the end of the day, we report the positive, the negative, everything concerning Black culture, right? We report on it um, and we believe in conversation and we believe that conversation moves people forward. Let me give you an example. There was a Birkin bag conversation happening on the shade room, mm. right? So we were a news source. People got the news from us, but at the same time, the reason why they like getting news from us is because of the comments. They want to get into They want to converse about these things, right? right. So there's this Birkin, we're, we're reporting on the Birkin bag. And over time, there's this, people don't even notice it, but there's this big conversation happening. And you see people discussing whether we should be putting importance on Birkin bags. Yeah. So you got rappers talking about, Man, y'all about y'all trying to make Birkin rich and da, 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 why don't you put on black designers? You know, da, 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 da. why y'all hyping it? Well, you ain't got you. Why are you asking the regular man to get you a Birkin? Da, 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 da. Why don't you invest in land? People don't know that this is conversation. Right. We were done with that topic once we squeezed that topic out, right? Like a lemon. Everybody in the culture together kind of came to a consensus that we was tired of working mm. and we need to put that money back into black designers. Right. From there, we were able to post um, Brandon Blackwood, a black designer with the in systemic racism bags. Mm. Okay. First of all, you can't even get a bag from him now. Go on his site. He sold out. I tried to, I tried to get an in systemic racism bag, but all of this is coming as a result of a of one simple, of a simple ongoing conversation that happened on the shade room. You get what I'm saying? And so I feel like people don't necessarily understand what's going on. We had to we had the silhouette challenge and then people going back and forth. We just have we we talk about certain issues and people talk about that. And through conversation, we learn, we learn different perspectives. You get what I'm saying? Like it's 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 a lot going on. So conversation is everything. 
I love it. And so I got to go to this too, because this is something that within the growth, because I have no idea, like you are like, y'all like magicians. Like y'all, y'all posted, posted posts in the shade room. Everybody started talking to us like, hey, y'all do advertising? Like, y'all want to work with us? Like, TBS research? I'm like, oh, man. Wow. And, and, like, we have the TBS HBCU cash out campaign that's going on. And by the way, I need to tap into that. Um, and, you know, it's like even just all these other different smaller businesses and people, you know, are really galvanizing around us now. And I wonder, like, yo, what's that next step? Like, what's that point where, like, we get start getting these deals? And in the Complex Hustle interview, you talked about how you turned down a Boston-style talk show for the shade room because it wasn't different. And, I'm, and in my mind, I'm like, that's a perfect lane, a black tea, because because people say the shade room is a black team. I, I was I was telling my mom like I was saying I mean I'm about to interview Angie Wanda to find the shade room. She's like, what's that? What's the shade room? And then I was like, what's well, a black TMZ in a way? You know what I'm saying? Like not like just sort of to explain it. And it's and it's I feel like like how just the personality and the conversations that could come on the screen is and I almost I even would see it being like a Dish Nation type of show. We have. Ricky Smiley and those, per- those radio personalities, they're on TV talking about celebrity news. I'm like, the shade room would would, would, would eat that up. You know, but you said you turned it down. So, like, what was well, that problem turning down? Well, you know what? Because what? Because I had a meeting with somebody from, and see, this is what I'm saying, too. Who you keep around you, you always want to keep people who, 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 like, let's say you, you know, there's certain things you want in life. Let's say you want to be a, a movie Right, a screenwriter, right? You want to keep people who have done that before around you to learn from, right? So I uh, sat down with Summer from BuzzFeed. She, at the time, I was brand new. She was like, let's have dinner. I mean, let's have lunch. She was like, I just want to talk to you and give you game. I sat down with her and she was like, listen, she said, I know you you probably getting all kind of TV deals because that's what's going to happen. Once you start to grow and get a good um, audience, you only you don't even got to be at a million. You could be at like 500,000 or 400,000. People are going to reach out to you. They're going to want to do shows. They're going to want to do all this type of stuff, right? So you she, what she told me was, hey, you are going to get that opportunity, but just remember one thing. If you focus on building the business that you have, you will always get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. If that They'll offer you a show now. You build your business in two years. They're gonna offer you a network. What you mean? You know what I mean? So that's what that's what she told me. And I remembered that and I said, You're right. As long as I focus on building this business, I'm not only gonna have this same opportunity, but I can have it on a bigger scale. But for me, it was important to do it right. The Shade Room can't be a TMZ style show like that. You know what I mean? To me, I feel like that's already been done. And it's an older format for, for when TMZ first came out and they're still successful, but they've been doing it for so many years. Right. I think I have a vision of what I feel like the Shade Room show should look like. The studios are scared. They're like, that's that's too crazy. That's too crazy. I'm like, that's what it got to be. I, hmm. I'm too passionate about the Shade Room. I'm not about to just give the show up and make it be whack. Oh, no. It has to be perfect. It got to be exactly the vision, you know? So right. that's how, so I am waiting on that but in the meantime we doing so many shows this year we're coming out with five shows you know what i mean so it's like you know you know what i mean we might get a network instead of a tv show you know so you just never know but i feel like the you have to focus in business the most important thing is focus 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 right you got an audience what do they like about you keep giving them what they like about you over and over and over again like craigslist you don't see craigslist making a website purple and pink they don't care about all that they're like our audience comes to us to search things we're just gonna make searching very simple keep it plain let them know you know what i mean like that you know what i'm saying give them what they want on a consistent basis and that's how you win for sure. 
wow like that hey that 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 is a great hold on wait i got a good claim after that that's a great <laughs> that was a dope answer because listen like at this point in my life i would have took that money let's do let's do it y'all want to do it but like i feel as if like what you have is a level of patience and a trusting of the process that i think a lot of folks don't have because you it takes have patience it's trust, trust the vision to do that you know you have to trust the vision there is a saying that says speed is only beneficial if you headed in the right direction and that's 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 what I be I live by. You know what I mean? Patience. So listen, I I know you were a preacher. I know you did did that too. <laughs> like, golly, like what? <laughs> People be saying that, but it's so odd because I do the shame room. But no, yeah, I, like, <laughs> from experience, I'm telling you, I learned the hard way a lot of lessons. I feel that. So, what is your advice to college students that want to voice the same journey as you? And I want to preface it by saying this, like. We look at influencer culture, right? And all of these college students consider themselves influencers. I, I, I consider myself influencer in a certain way. But y- you as an influencer is different because you're not just influenced in the way of having products or selling tummy tuck tees or doing Forex. Like, that's not your real influence. You're mm-hmm. selling media and you get you built a platform for people to communicate. And I think that that's what I, what I want, especially when a lot of these black women in HBCUs with these large followings, these HBC queens, to really gather from you. So what is your advice to those young women that want to voice that same journey that you did? My advice, number one, is to, um, there's too many ideas that just get blown in the wind. I hear too many people saying, oh, this is my idea. And then it's a good idea. And they just let it die slowly because they stop talking about it. Somebody said, oh, that ain't going to work. Oh, oh, somebody said, oh, somebody else did that, whatever. But that idea ends up just dying. And I feel like that is, where <laughs> that's the biggest mistake. And it's not it's not something that you can avoid unless you are aware of it. You get what I'm saying? And so I would say that if you have an idea that you feel like is a good idea, throw your throw throw what you got at it. Throw what you got at it and don't be afraid to fail. Like I said, my first business failed in six months. I was trying to do fashion and unfortunately I don't know how to dress. Straight up. I don't know how to dress. I don't I don't care. Really? I, no, I need. I, I'm like Penny Proud. My my closet is like a cartoon closet. Okay, all my stuff is black. I wear black. That's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not Penny Proud. <laughs> so so why was I even trying to go into fashion? You know who who I was trying to emulate? Uh, that girl Heather Sanders. She has Sorella Boutique, and I was like, oh, she making money. Let me do it too. I mm. was not cut out for fashion. I did not love it. It was horrible. So my business failed. But if I had taken that and said, okay, this business failed, I'm not good at business. First of all, let me tell you, I shouldn't even be in business because when I was in college, I tried to sign up for a business fraternity and they they dropped me during the pledging process. And they were like, first of all, they were like, and what they said when they dropped me was they said, you are not cut out for business. Wow. That's Whoa. what they told me. So I had to overcome two points. That from my experience that showed me if I had listened to my experience, I would have just I would have come to the conclusion that I'm not good for business. Wow. But because I continue to go at it and keep going at it, you got to be persistent. I said, I'm going to start. I'm going to get up after that, start another business and try again. And it hit. You have to have patience. You got to you got to do it. Do it. If you're not doing it, don't even you know what I mean? 
I know people who said, I want to start a podcast. Do it. You can start a podcast from your phone. You can literally do a podcast on your cell phone. Yeah. Use Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and there you go. Boom. You got distribution. Right. There's no reason to not go after your dreams. So I would say that's the number one thing. The second thing is to get education, but don't let education stop you. Right? Right. So when I say get education, I mean, some people want to prepare properly for a business. My preparation for the shade room was opening the IG account and just started blogging. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Don't, don't stop yourself because you're a perfectionist trying to prepare because you want to release yourself of the failure. No, because what you give to the business is what it will give to you. Right. You got to put your all into this thing. You know what I mean? When right. I started the shade room, I was 24-7. It was shade room. I was I was going so hard. You know what I mean? I still do to this day. 24-7 is shade room. You know, I mean, obviously I take my breaks and stuff and I do better now. But when I I spend a lot of time on the shade room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you have to, it's like a baby. If you look at your business like a baby, right? Your business is a baby. Think about how much time you're spending on that baby yeah. and how that baby will grow up. Right. That is is how you should look at business, right? Um, and then the third thing I would say is to not go into business for money. Please don't. <laughs> the people who go into business only for money will never get money. How about that? Oh, wow. Maybe. Now, I've seen it time and time again. Major key. You have to go into business for people. What do the people want? Right. Go solve a solution, solve a problem, figure out an area where people need something that they're not getting and figure out why you're the best person to do it and then get into that business. You dropped so many gems. That's that, this, is, this is crazy. This is crazy. You dropped so many gems. And I just want to really quickly before we go, first, I just want to say thank you for this because like, like you're really you know pouring into me right now. You know? Right. That, yeah. Yeah, that's something that, that I really want. And I, and I definitely want to I want to connect with you more. Like, like I said, behind the scenes, I want to connect with you more because I know I need that guidance and, and that mentor. And I feel like you're the perfect person because I because I feel like a lot of the things I went through, you're going through. And really quick, I want to ask this because I because I, I gotta do this one. This this is I've been thinking about this moment since the shade since we put that post on the shade room. So let's talk about HBC Pulse being on the shade room. So my social media manager, Croy, right? So I was I was at home, I was working from home, and I was on a call. So I go into the living room. My phone is buzzing. I'm like, why my phone buzzing? And then in all caps, the shade room just DM'd us. I'm like, man, stop playing. It's probably fake. What the world? Now, look, <laughs> wait, the shade room, can, can we use your video? I'm like, yeah, for sure. Like, what's up? What the world? So then I'm like, I'm, and I'm like, yo, like, I, I don't want to just be on the shade room and fizzle out. So I was like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I, I said, I'm going to write this article. I ain't going to tell nobody. We're going to pop out with it. And then I'm gonna write this article. I'm gonna do these videos, all these different things, and I'm like, let's make it happen. So then we were already doing a J16 show with Charisma, who was the dancer featured. And I was, I, I called. I was like, Hey, Charisma, did you get a DM too? I thought y'all y'all had DM her too. I'm like, Man, this probably not gonna be special. She was like, Nah, what DM? And I and I, I showed it to her. It was like it was like a little thing. You gotta swipe and see it. And she was mm-hmm. like, What the world is shade? And I'm like, I told her at her probate, like I'm gonna make you go viral. Like I didn't know it would be like this. I'm like, I'm gonna make you go viral. So I was like, we're going to turn this into something because I think oftentimes what happens is that folks go viral and they fizzle away. I'm like, 
I can't feel the way. I, I've been working too hard for this. So I'm like, I'm going to structure a whole mini campaign around this. Now, I didn't think I'd get this far, okay? Because like you, because like, well, I was like, I'm not going to post this on Facebook. Like, nobody won't care on Facebook. I'm posting Instagram. But some was like, man, post this on Facebook. I, I always post it on Facebook. So I posted on Facebook. And somehow, some way, I don't know if it was God. I don't know if it was a mistake, but you saw it. Okay. I was like, what? Oh, the- it was God. It was God because I don't be on Facebook like that. Whoa. I don't be on Facebook like that. And then you see, the thing about it is, is that one thing I'm seeing from your story about how about about getting posted is that you have a lot of instinct, right? So you like, I, I was like, ain't nobody going to. Like we don't pay attention to how important that is, right? But you like ain't nobody's gonna see it on Facebook, but you had a hunch to do it. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? That's one thing that is invaluable in business is having that hunch. You know what I mean? Knowing like, hmm, speaking it into existence, which is what you did when you said, "I'm gonna make y'all go viral." You really gotta pay attention because I from like everybody knows it. When you speak stuff over your life and you believe it, that oh you gonna be you gonna be shocked. In a year, two years, when you look back and you're like, oh my God, everything I spoke came to pass. Yeah. Both bad and good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just for people watching, like, your your story shows what makes a good uh, entrepreneur. One is persistence, instinct. Never deny your instincts. You know what I mean? And And just, you know, work. You went in. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, like and that and yeah, like I, I just I, I didn't expect to get and then what you talk what you said to me on Facebook, that really you don't know how much that meant to me. I, I literally paused like because I was I was asleep and I woke up and I saw it on Sunday and I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Like like Angie Wandu, who I've looked up to like for years from the jump, like really just said I'm gonna start keep grinding. Cause like honestly, sometimes I feel like giving up, you know what I'm saying? So it's like the fact that you said that really motivated me, and I'm like clearly I'm doing something right. So I just really appreciate you just for the platform that you've built. Like, we're not worried about all the negativity. We're not worried about all the, oh, it's shady, oh, X, Y, Z. We're not worried about that because you built a platform where I can grow, I can shine. And you built a platform that for a whole bunch of college students, especially HBCU students, they thrive upon your content. So I just, I appreciate you. I just appreciate you for this. And I definitely... I don't want this just to be an interview. I want it's this. Not. It's not. We definitely touch and have conversations. And I would love to have conversations because, like you said, we're going to be going through a lot of the same things. You know what I mean? So, yes. Yeah. So, overall, I appreciate you. So, one last thing you're doing a lot. Like, I, I feel I feel like you about, like, like you about to just take over Hollywood for real, for real. So, just tell us if you can, just everything you have going on, just outside of just the shade room. So, I'm a screenwriter. So, I was a screenwriter before the shade room so right now i am working on a film with Issa Rae lala anthony with universal pictures so it's my first time well i mean i wrote a my first movie was night comes on it was before i started the shade room and you know who was in that movie um dominique fishback who, who's in the judas and the black messiah she was in um, power project with jamie fox on netflix yeah, she started off. She started off at, in my film "Night Comes On." She was the lead um, in that film, but um, so I have a movie with Universal that's coming out, you know, in the future. Uh, we have five shows, three shows with Facebook, 
and then we have two shows, one with Oxygen, another one with WeTV, um, a crime show, court show. You know what I mean? So we have a lot going on. Um, and more shows are coming that we're pitching right now. And that's kind of what's going on outside of the shade room. But golly, like you like you you, 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 you see you, you see now you come for Tyler Perry, okay? Like golly. <laughs> Studio. <laughs> it's funny you talk about Tyler Perry because a lot of black people be like, oh, Tyler Perry, you know, his work. We got to give Tyler Perry his flowers because right. he's one of the biggest studio. I don't know. I think he has the biggest studio. The biggest. The biggest. A black man. You know what I mean? Like that. I mean, we can't keep discounting our, 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 our stuff. We can't do it. You know what I mean? Like he is valid because he's creating black content and putting black actors and actresses on, you know what I mean? Giving them jobs, employing them, creating a studio that gives multiple cameramen and producers and all these people jobs, you know what I mean? So like, he's doing a wonderful job, yes. Right, so listen, so I, I, I you you giving me so much and I know you're busy, so I appreciate, <laughs> once again, I want to say I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to connect more and shout out to your assistant, Lorianne. She's a <laughs> I love her. Like I love we we friends. That, that that's my friend. Telling you, I love Lorianne. Like listen, people used to think I was the devil wears Prada because I could not keep me an assistant to save my life. Oh, oh my man. god! But then I met Lori. She's she's dope. She's so dope. Love her. She is. She is. But thank you so much <laughs> once again. And yeah, I just can't wait to connect more. I just can't wait. And thank you just so much for this. Okay, thank you for having me. I'm sorry that it wasn't the, you know, page or whatever, but I was just like, I'm so shy. I hate getting on the shade room. I, I love being in like the background. You know what I mean? So when I tell you, I, I just I told I told Lori, I said, listen, she can request my offense to page. I don't care. I just want- <laughs> It don't, it don't matter. Like, like, like we can have burner phones. Like we on power. It don't matter. I just, <laughs> but point. you know what? We do got to work together. I think it's a lot of opportunities where we can work together, you know, so we can get more posts on the shade room, but I feel like, um, I love what you're doing. Keep grinding. There's something really special about you. So you're going to do something amazing and I can't wait to see it. Um, but trust me, you will do something amazing. So. Wow. Th- thank you so much for that. And wow. Just wow. I'm, I'm, I can't be speechless doing this interview. Now I can't be speechless. <laughs> but thank you so much. I appreciate you, and I definitely can't wait to connect more. All right, perfect. Bye. Talk to you later. I was just thinking about you. Get a take on the world from the founder's point of view. You're listening to Randall's Thoughts on HBCU Pulse Radio. You know, one thing I hate about this generation, I hate that it seems as if there's no standard that we try to abide by. We just try to get by. We get our win and we're done with it. And we don't try to set the standard, even set the tone anymore. We just do enough to get the win. And I think it's so sad because that's not the mark of greatness. That's the mark of settling. That's the mark of doing just what's enough to get what you need instead of going above and beyond and getting everything you can possibly obtain from a situation or an opportunity. It's so frustrating when I see people just woozy on by. They just do what they need to do and not 
go above and beyond for the goal. I'm someone that's dedicated to excellence. And I'm not the only one. I'm not special. You see a lot of people that are dedicated to excellence. A lot of great people. And you see a lot of those people as successful. They make things happen. They win their races and they win their games and at the top of their craft. But I don't see enough of us in the millennial generation that really share that same passion for greatness. Tragically, we lost Kobe in 2020 and it affected me a lot. I think it affected everyone. And we started to really look at the mindset that Kobe displayed every day within his craft, his creativity, and also on the basketball court. And we all started to galvanize around Mamba mentality. But did y'all really respect Mamba mentality? Because I studied it way before the situation with Kobe happened, and I respected Kobe's mentality, and I took it onto myself because I love that don't quit attitude, waking up early in the morning to make it happen, working harder than your competitors. I love that. I live for that. I still do. That mama mentality has been with me for years. People just say it because it's the cute thing to say, but they don't really live by it. Kobe Bryant in the 2008 NBA Finals, and I remember that NBA Finals because I was rooting for the Celtics because I didn't want Kobe to catch Shaq in rings. Shaq had four, Kobe had three at the time. Game six, they blew out the Lakers. Literally blew them off the floor. One of the largest NBA Finals losses in history. Kobe wasn't dapping up the opponents. He wasn't just hugging on Paul Pierce and just looking all sad. He he was about to cry because he wanted that win that badly. He worked hard. He focused on that goal of winning the championship. And he came back and won two of them. Then beat the Celtics in seven games in 2010. Got one more than Shaq. One off from Jordan. Because that's that level of greatness. I don't see the hunger from a lot of people. I see doing just enough to get by because it's the easy way to go. I don't see enough desire. And I think we have to unlock that if we really want to be great. Because what's the standard in this generation? See, I like sports because there's a standard that you have to abide by to win a game. Let's Let's talk about NBA Finals again. My guy, LeBron James. That fan, he's a FAMU Rattler now, by the way. He's a FAMU Rattler. That FAMU Rattler, LeBron James, scored 49 points in regulation in the 2018 Game 1 NBA Finals, 51 points total, went against Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. That man was by himself for the most part and put up 49 points in regulation to try to get his team that win. George Hill goes to to the free throw line, right? Misses the free throw. J.R. Smith gets the rebound. And y'all know the rest. They lost that game and they got swept. Because it doesn't matter how great LeBron was individually. He needed a team to be the greater team. I heard all this stuff about Patrick Mahomes and how great he is, how great the Chiefs are, the transcendently great in this decade-long contract, multi-millionaire, right? But Tom Brady, 43 years old, in that defense in Tampa Bay, brought that pressure on Patrick Mahomes and he lost because the dedication to greatness and everybody playing their role precluded a team that might have a better quarterback. They might have, they might have a better overall team, but that dedication to greatness and that standard set by someone as great as Tom Brady, they were able to make that happen. 
All I'm saying is we have to set a standard and not be lazy in our pursuit to success. That's all I'm saying. And I think that we sleepwalk too much to success and we try our best to cut corners to get to where we want to be and wonder why we aren't there. Look in the mirror, you'll see. We have to try and do better and always operate in excellence. If you don't, I don't know what to tell you. That's just my thoughts on today. Tap, tap, tap in. You're listening to Post Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. So that was it. That was my interview with the one and only Angie Wandu, the founder of The Shade Room. I'm telling you, that woman inspires me so much. And I listen to that interview often. I did the interview at the end of February. And I listen to the interview often because first it's surreal that I got it. (laughs) It's surreal that that happened. Right. But at the same time, she was dropping so many gems that I'm still catching after view after view. Even though I've seen the whole interview like 50 times already, I'm just catching so many gems because she was dropping so many amazing things. I think that everybody that has a business in this social media age should really pay attention to building your team, your mental health, and just the overall vision and trusting your vision, trusting the process because you know it's greater that's coming. So thank you so much to Angie Wandu for tapping in. And I definitely hope we can connect more because that's amazing. But that's it for me. Outside of that, you guys can follow me on my personal page at Arthur Randall B. Follow Pulse Radio at Pulse Radio 100 on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to us on YouTube, iHeartRadio, everywhere else, you know, Pulse Radio. And make sure you guys tap in with HBCU Pulse on Instagram, on Facebook. On Twitter, it's the HBCU Pulse because we couldn't get HBCU Pulse on Twitter because someone already had it. But we're not worried about it. The HBCU Pulse on Twitter. Let's make it happen. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you on the other side. HBCUs are more than a trend. We're forever a part of the culture. We can can show show you better than we can can tell tell you. you. A Queen series and HBCU Pulse has you on lock. From royal court to Greek life, sports and campaigns to graduation. We are the number one outlet for HBCU students. Make sure to tap in and learn more at HBCUPulse.com.